Welcome to another episode of Local First Podcast Special Edition. Books, beer, and networking here with Rob Kohansky and my special co-partner, Jackson Boobolts of Elevated Insurance. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about Think and Grow Rich. This was a very popular book. I've read this book probably about 15 times, and each time I read it, Jackson, I get something new out of it. I'm always pulling something new out of this book that I did not see the last time I read it. I... <laughs> It's interesting, Rob. A lot of the list for 2019 is classics. Isn't it really? We did Seven Habits. Yeah. Um, this is clearly a classic. Yeah. Um, later on in the year, we have Thinking, uh, nothing Grocery me, uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Rich Dad, Poor Dad, yeah. And, and these are some of the books, and we talked about before jumping live here, um, you can't make everything required reading in high school, but gosh, Think and Grow Rich really gets to some of the core components of managing one's attitude, one's expectations, how to get there. And uh, really in ways that, you know, as we see throughout the book, doesn't matter the, the year it is, the industry, the, the gender or race, it, these principles seem to apply to pretty much everyone as far as getting to where they want to go. Oh, no doubt. And, you know, the book is Think and Grow Rich, but you can take these concepts and apply them to anywhere in your life to your job, uh, to a career, to a relationships. So uh, even though it says things go rich, you can take these same principles and apply them in different parts of your life as well. So a little background on what this book is. Think and Grow Rich was written by Napoleon Hill, but he didn't just sit down and write this book. He was actually commissioned by Andrew Carnegie. And Andrew Carnegie, steel magnet, one of the most financially wealthy people I think in the world ever, right? Like an all time yeah. wealth. And also one of the, the most philanthropic um, people ever. A lot of our libraries are due to the, the donations Andrew Carnegie has, has made. Uh, but one of the things that really got his gears turning was, you know, people are successful. And even, in, even throughout the Great Depression, there's still people who are making money and figuring out ways to make it happen. And Andrew Carnegie wanted to figure out why that was. What were the things that made the most successful people in the world tick? So he went and, and reached out to his buddy, Napoleon Hill, who was an author, and said, hey, can you just do a little bit of research and look into this? A little bit. It was like, what, 20 years? <laughs> yeah, 20, <laughs> 20 plus years of research going across the country. And Napoleon really dug into this. And um, this is, you know, really his life's work and research of figuring out why some people get there and some people don't. And, you know... <laughs> This is something where every time you read it, you're going to be at a different stage in your life and you're going to find different things. But I think we had a couple things jump out at us as a group this last time, um, which are very much worth discussing. Um, we talked about visualization, which is chapter three. Yeah, that, that, was, that was a big one for me, Jackson, because it was like, um, I read this book so many times and, and I always had troubles, like the visualization and it, it tells you to do it, but not necessarily how to do it. And and my vision was cloudy. I had an idea where I wanted to go, but I mentally in my mind, I was like, what does that look like? What do I got to do to get there? And since that book, I bought another one. And um, I won't talk too much about that because we're focusing on this. But because of that, it really helped me with a lot of things on my day-to-day and as well as my long vision of where I want to go because now I can paint that picture, see that movie screen of what that looks like, and you can feel it, you can see it, you can touch it. And it, it really is incredible. I, 
have my own intuitions as to why this stuff works and, you know, look me up for a one-on-one if you want to get deeper into that. But I do have a really fun story that I wanted to share with everyone. Go for it, Um, man. At the beginning of the year, I've, I've done this since 2010. So this year will be wrapping up my 10th year, but I always start the year writing out my goals. I have short-term goals, things of which I want to accomplish in that calendar year, and then also long-term, bigger-picture goals. So this pulls from um, both the ideas of the visualization from Think and Grow Rich, but also having a process and understanding that, you know, at the end of the day, it's up to us to figure it out. We can't just hope for it. What are the actions that need to be taken to get us there? So um, as some of you may know, with my insurance agency, every time we run a quote, we set aside $10 for a donation to a local for-purpose organization. And last year we donated um, about, I think it was like $1,500, $1,700 to four purposes. And that was great. And this year I came into the year saying, you know what, I want to break $2,000 in cash. That would be a great number to pass out among um, the different organizations that are really creating good things in in the community. And uh, didn't really know how I was going to get there. I assumed that if I just did a good job and worked hard, it would happen. Um, I work with an organization called Secure Futures. And they, uh, they work with financial literacy for high school kids. Excellent organization. Uh, definitely have a teach a person to fish mentality. I got a note from one of my carriers um, about a month ago from Erie Insurance. And they said, hey, uh, we looked at the whole footprint of Wisconsin and we are selecting your agency, Elevated Insurance, for the Community Service Agency of the Year Award. We have a $2,500 check. Which for purpose would you like us to deliver that to? That's so awesome, man. And I had chills when I'm on the phone because I have I carry this list of goals around with me, and I knew my goal was 2000 And just that one piece put me well over that goal. And you know, I, I would assume that we'll probably end up doubling the goal by the end of the year. Uh, we have well over... Uh, $3,000 in donations put together right now. It's not the mid-year point. Um, so reading these, reading books like Think and Grow Rich, for me, has always challenged my paradigm. When I first read it 12 years ago, I thought this this stuff is goofy. It's like, goofy. It's good. You, you know, like, oh, I'm going to think and I'm going to get rich. Right. You know, I'm going to give myself the auto, auto suggestions. You know, I'm, I know go through all these different steps in these different chapters. And you're kind of like, and I was the same way the first time I read it. I was like, oh, you know, what is this? But then I read it again, and I read it again. And like you said, I've been reading this about once a year for the last, like you said, 12, 15 years. And, you know, it's little hints. We, we covered uh, The Alchemist last month, and, and it's those omens. You, you, when you're looking for something, you start seeing it. And that's been my experience, and that's why um, I was really passionate about having this book on the reading list this year because um, it has been such a big impact in my life. Um, a couple of things that I want to throw out here. This is... Um, this is easier to read than um, The Seven Habits, so it is an enjoyable read, but there is a little bit of textbook-style um, content in here. Uh, and if you're just curious to, to what this is all about, there is a uh, an area in chapter... Um, in chapter seven, and it talks about crystallizing your desires, understanding... Once you understand what you want, how are you going to get it? And it talks about the 30 major causes of failure... And the 28 questions that you need to ask of yourself. So if you're maybe a little bit leery of, I don't know, self-help, I don't know if this is the type of thing that I want to get into, pick this up at the bookstore and just just, uh, page through that. Because some of these things, um, at least for me, really have have always gotten me thinking, okay, um, 
this is really important. How am I going to address this? Ideas like... And be honest with yourself when you're asking, looking at these questions. I mean, I, that's one thing I really took to heart this time is looking at some of those questions and, and you know, really seeing it and looking at myself. And, and, and I highlighted a few of them going, I'm doing this and I have to release it and reach out and, and replenish it with something different and do something different and be self-aware. So I'll leave you with, I'll leave you with two of them rather really stood out to me. Um, number nine is lack of persistence. Most of us, most of us are good starters, but poor finishers. Think about that. How many great ideas or great projects do we have two weeks or two months ago that, uh, we haven't thought about for two weeks or two months. Um, the other one that I, I really like is over caution as an entrepreneur. This is something that I had to battle for a long time as an employee, as, as someone who has a very young family at home, you know, there's a lot of risk in going out and, um, do none on your own. But number 16, he talks about the person who takes no chances generally has to take whatever's left when the others are through choosing. And that's something that I certainly did not want for myself and my family. And um, this book has been an inspiration consistently for, uh, for me. And I'm sure when I reread this in a year or two, uh, there will be different pieces that jump out at me. Oh, most definitely. And there was just a couple of, just a couple of quick quotes that, that I want to throw out there. Um, uh, the, the successful leader must plan his work and then work his plan. That is so key, and, and you got to really take that to heart, and I really do, is that anything that you're going to do in life, you're going to plan it out and put it out there. It's one thing to put it out there and let people know what you're doing. Don't keep it to yourself. You'll but, ne- but, Rob, that would mean accountability. If you tell yeah. someone else you have to do it, that means that someone might check in on you. Isn't that scary? That is scary, <laughs> but that's why we do it, right? That's why we do it, and that's one of the scariest things, you know, we're putting ourselves out here, you know, but, you know, work that plan, look at it every day. Uh, you know, that's something that I'm working on myself. I'm not, you know, we all have those days where, you know, it's nice out, you don't really want to do all those different things, but, you know, work it, work it a little bit every day. It, you know, it, it's that compound effect of doing little things that add up to that big goal, just like you were talking about earlier in raising that money. Yeah. So uh, Think and Grow Rich was the book, Napoleon Hill. Um, I would love to have a conversation about this book with anyone who's interested. No doubt. Reach out to us, Yeah, either um, online or LinkedIn, Facebook, wherever you're at. Let's have a conversation. And I have the the next event. I got a 27th? It's going to be June 27th. All right. It's going to be at... Um, the Bar Louis. Bar Louis in Brookfield Square. Right. We've had our last few events there. It's yep. going very, very well. We are getting a special discount on drinks and appetizers drinks there. Drinks and appetizers. Um, so even if you haven't read the book, still come by for the conversation. But man, um, reading these books is, you can tell, Rob, when we're when we're at the table and we're going around, you can you can see people's gears are turning and it, it's a fun thing. It's fun. And I mean, it's a, a good intro to the book that's coming up for June. This is going to be an easy read. It's a fun read. It's a Living with a Seal written by Jesse Itzler. Um, it's 31 days of training with the toughest man on the planet. Uh, So what he does is he basically hires this Navy SEAL to train him for 31 days, and he documents and talks about this journey. So you don't have to go and work out with the book, (laughs) but it it couldn't hurt. But it's it's a fun story, and there's a lot of really cool takeaways. I know when I read this book the last time, I couldn't put it down, so I'm looking forward to picking it back up and uh, going through it again. And this will be a new one for me, Rob, but I kind of have a feeling this is one of those books that – when you finish it, 
maybe you have a little different perspective on what you can and can't do or, or what's possible. You, you, you in your are, life. you're at point, you're right on point right there is like, you know, what it really tests is, you know, what are your limits that you set in your head and what you think you can do and you cannot do. So that's, that's a great point to pull out. All right, well, I'm looking forward to talking about it at um, Bar Louie on Brook, in Brookfield Square. Square. June 27th, 3 p.m. Yeah, that's right. 3 p.m. Come join us, hang out, have some beer, networks, hang out with some really cool people. And uh, this is going live today, so this is pretty much a live broadcast. So uh, if you have any questions, want to connect with us, uh, check us out on Facebook, Books, Beer, Books, Beer, and Networking, or something like that. And uh, see, <laughs> <have> <laughs> Just stay close to Rob and I. You'll yeah, find we'll book stuff Yeah, <laughs> you'll, you'll see it out there. But hope to see you. Hope to talk to you soon. Uh, Jackson, it's always been a pleasure. Thanks for having me on, All Rob. Right. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and have a great weekend. Have a great weekend. It is Friday. Yeah. Take care, guys.